amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? Mind. And his partner, Fitter Top Ender Stevenson. From Mecca City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Big Rab Florence from Helensburgh, Scotland. And uh, my co-host, as ever, is Grado from... Where, you, where, where would you say you're from now, Grado? Uh, well, what do I say? Well, currently residing in a drossin. Um, but always my heart will... Saying that, it's a bit of a kind of... I say I'm for the tap end of Steve. So I'm not staying in the tap end in about five years. Moved to the middle end, but I really don't like talking about stuff like that. But I am a kind of the middle end, don't know. Where do you? What's your address? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your physical address? <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to Wrestling and there Daft. There is two dogs locked up, by the way, where I'm staying, so that is quite. <laughs> welcome to Wrestling Daft. Hey, Shat is in the WWE. It's amazing. So, last week, and he totally worked me right because he never told me about this. This is Shat Samuels. Did, did you manage to see Shat Samuels? Shat Samuels, we're talking about. And, uh, so when I say he worked me, I did see it, mate. I saw he, it. I sent he, him a wee message. He, he, so he comes out Ed Harvey, and I'm like, brilliant man. This is gonna be fucking mega material for the next fucking couple of years. His new name, Big Eddie. I'm gonna change my phone number. Oh, Ed <laughs> Harvey. You know, remind me the kind of the jeans. Remember the jeans, Ed Hardy, and all that. Right, I know this yep. stuff, man. I'm going. This is brilliant. And then actually. The coolest thing, what is it happens? He gets on the mic at the end, he turns around and says, that's no me, I'm Shah Samuels, which I thought that was quite quite original. I told him, I says, mate, that's a fucking cool debut. You think the amount of people that probably turn up in WWE and they, they get their name and everybody's mad and everybody's raging, but this is to turn it into a bit of storylines. Pretty cool. That was good, wasn't it? Aye, because, uh, mate, Shah is, for me, the best character in British wrestling, man. Best promo, um, best look. Just oozing charisma. I'm obviously going to say that because my best mate, but last week, man, proud that he's finally getting the recognition that he absolutely deserves. It just means we'll never get to probably speak, him, speak to him on this for a wee while. Won't it? And a look, I know that's true. And it looks like they have let him just kind of be himself as well, you know, which is which is great. Everybody knows you don't. I mean, he's he's been the finished article for a long time. You know, what I mean, oh. he's he's ready for this. So, for like um, ten years, mate. Guy, he's been the finished article for a long time. So it's just nice that they've. Understood that and let him go away, and I liked it. I liked that we. It was almost like, it was almost like a rib on his fans, kind of. You know what I mean? I, I definitely. It was a kind of. Fuck was that, John? 
Sorry, that was um, just pick it up. Me. You've put me off no, a hold on, mate. producer John. I just want to say, don't cut this out of the show. Producer John just was watching something on his phone there, and we heard the sound coming through it. Just so, during the show, don't cut that, John. Don't cut this bit out of you interrupting the fucking show we are in. This is what our producer does. He's probably looking up stuff for his work with his new job. You know this, I. He's on Pornhub. That was a <laughs> Pornhub intro. That was a that was a that was a, a Pornhub intro. No, it's, it's, it's a clip for this show. It's a clip for this show for. It was a Pascal. I sounded like Pascal's voice. I sounded like fake taxis. <laughs> the guy, the driver in fake taxi. You're a big fan of fake taxi. I've never really kind of watched that. Me, I'm. Oh, I can't imagine you going on Pornhub. I just can't. I'm just saying these things for comedy reasons, mate. Sorry, you know mate. Sorry. It's just comedy material, right? Don't I, I don't start. know what I see John as a big porn guy. Mm. I see John as a big porn guy. Yeah. He's like a performer or watching. <laughs> big John McNally, he's got a reputation, by the way. Dustin John. Diamond. John Diamond. That would be his porn name, eh? oh, Big John, ten, a big 10-inch McAnally. Don't start the Dustin <laughs> Diamond chat stuff again, Grado. Big Dong McAnally. Anyway... Do you see me as a big porn guy? Hey, I think you watch loads of porn. Do you? Aye. I think you Aye. watch loads of porn. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. not denying it. You're not denying it. Right. You know that old, uh, I'm going to be 10 minutes late today. did <laughs> 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 uh, Right. Hey, the punters go in touch. Uh, they say they... Here, Chris and Scott pointed out a tweet for Virgil, which read... Virgil is a you know a legendary wrestler. He used to be a million dollar man's uh, kind of butler guy. He says, "I love book cameo. It's always a ball of fun." This is a the cameo the website where you give shout outs to people. I'm never a dick like other celebs. So here's a tip: don't hog all of me and give your loved ones a special day and grab a piece of my beef. <laughs> I always stay ahead of the curve. Book me today. Unfortunately, though, the video that went alongside this showed Virgil Wiwani's boss hanging out. Aye. And Do you think he meant that? that? That was fucking very disturbing. You can see that video on our Wrestling Daft Twitter. Um, Aye. If you want to go every, see Virgil's fucking boss. If you want to see a veteran wrestler, uh, his testicle hanging out, then that's we've got <laughs> you. We're your hookup for that. Uh, got to give a shout out to Arsenal, who a lot of you pointed out ran out to Kurt Angle Steam at the weekend. Uh, Who one is or the TNA one? <laughs> What's funny? And uh, another football related matter. Check out WWE SPFL account on Twitter. Have suggested that Vince Russo is currently <laughs> working in creative at Celtic. <laughs> Very funny. What is all that about though? What is Neil Lennon's press conference thing? Just embarrassing. What a promo! Just embarrassing. More football related <laughs> wrestling news. Thanks to Coach Trip. Uh, friend of the show who wanted to point out something that has made it on a WWE network. What is this? Let's hear this. Right, I'm going. The last thing you people, you saw Jason Reed. I'm sorry, son, but it was getting tapped out right here in the center of this ring. Is that good enough? No. But I'm not here to be on your back. I mean, you lose one match. You lose one match and it's a disaster. It's a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that great though. I fucking love that. <laughs> That's brilliant. I tell you, man, Tommy Sheridan is top entertainment. Tommy, if you're a big wrestling fan, you're listening. I know you 
Tommy's got my number and he's one of you guys that sends me all these WhatsApps and I don't think I've owned any of them in a year. <laughs> and it's all stuff about politics and all that. Like fucking, yes, this and Solidarity Brother and New Law and fucking Parliament. And I'm like, why is he sending this to me, man? Uh, aye, so there you go. Finally, thanks to B.A. Williams, by the way, who says, don't know if it's been mentioned before, but listening to the Carnet Experience podcast and Brian last pronounced the S in Isla Dawn like a pure fanny. Mm. So I called her, what, called her I, I, Isla Dawn or Isla Dawn? Mm. Isla Dawn, I, I mean, I usually listen to that podcast. Isla Dawn. Did you hear it, John? I've not heard it, no, but it was pointed out to by uh, B.A. Deadbeats. Absolute deadbeats. I bet you that studio when Carnet and Hammer Day in that show, I bet you it stinks of like, you know, like, like pish. no. That pishy trouser smell that old kind of guys have. I bet you they both have that kind of pishy trouser smell. And that's true. You can feel it because it'll be hot probably while they're doing it as well and just the, the stink rises off them. Carnet's, what I'm saying is Carnet's stinking. No. No, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Maybe watch what I'm saying because somebody will end up... You end up... Jim, Jim Carnet will end up fucking... He can go daft on that Twitter. I've spoken I mean, to a lot of the boys though and a lot of the boys have spoken about Jim Carnet's body odour situation really? uh, so it must be stinking in there right. it's, yeah, a, but it's well known if, if you're in the know in the industry you know that Jim Carnett's like he's, he's, he's fucking he's stinking man he's fucking honking Brian Last also pronounced Glasgow with a Glasgow last week on his show as well Brian Last <sighs> you alright mate? Now every week we ask you to come up with puns based on wrestling. Last week we had alcohol, this week it's all about the drugs. Uh, I just want to say, before we go into this, remember that drugs are for mugs. Um, never ever turn to the drugs. Yeah, time is Times are hard just now. Stay away from the junk. Cameron, go in, in touch with Alexa Piss Test and The Undertaker. <laughs> Andy, get in touch with Dakota Ket of the Honky, honky Junk Man. Dunks uh, had blow Dallas. Selco yeah. got in touch with Chris Jericho Kane. These are noise. Nah, and Rowdy Roddy Pipe Gear. <sighs> it's crap, isn't it? I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, crap. Falcon says the many characters of Cractus Jack, Doobie Love, Mangrind, and Mick Rowley. Wow, man, I'm not laughing tonight. Garbage. Gary says Aces and Eight Balls and Terry Skunk. Nah, rotten. Chris says the Hot Rockers. Crap. Morg says Kurt Spangled, Roman Veins, and Bongo Balance. Right. Nah. Redray say, Redray Hendrick, Hendrick's experience says narco stunt. Are we in a mood tonight, or does it maybe feel like we've, we've possibly done drugs before? We've, no, we've never... we've never done it. B.A. Williams says Meth Rollins. Nick says Codeine Ambrose, Valium Venus, Alexa Spliff, Ricky Chasing the Dragon Steamboat. Next one's good. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just gonna jump straight to Grant says Brett hit a badge in heart. <laughs> Martin by Graham Graham Bigelow. <laughs> Mr. Ian has Diazapam Bam Bigelow. It's good. Big Benny has Eki Lynch. <laughs> and yo, it's me, it's me, it's PCP. <laughs> Colin Tramadolf Ziggler. Puff Bagwell and sniffing glue McIntyre. <laughs> uh, Wally says Jack Swedger. Fraser says Brothers, Codeine Rhodes and Angel Dustin Rhodes. 
He's a fucking rotten. What's the deal, man? Is it maybe because um, this maybe ran its course? Like you it's say, ran I its don't course. know. It's ran its course. Do you think I'm, so? I'm making the decision. It's ran its course. Oh, I'm done with the puns. Listen, this isn't a fucking breakfast radio, boys. <laughs> Nobody had taken an idea and date it for like fucking ten years in a row. It's such a massive response every week. We've had hundreds in. Do you know why that is? Because it's just eat too easy. Mm. Too easy to do this. And listen, it didn't pop with boys this week. It's as simple Aye. as that. Didn't pop but, with boys this week. It's getting fucking I've, binned. I don't know, but I'm feeling in case everybody hates us because we never liked it. Because they might be going, would you fucking hick or something? Do you know what I mean? I don't care. Listen, we hold our listeners to high standards. Right. We're, not here to, we're not here to go, oh, that was a great one, that was a great... Listen, you need to come with the best. You need the to come with it, and this one. is why we... The What's one. the last one, John? You did it. Superfly, Chingy, Snooker, Brutus the Barber, Space Cake, and Scott, Rohuthin Hall. <laughs> but I'm good at... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Just you get back on Pornhub, mate. Because that's it. I'm calling a fucking end to it. I don't why. I don't why we're reading out any more of these puns. I think you should let the listeners vote. I think you should ask the listeners: Do they want to see it come back? And if we and j- tweet, or you're off Twitter now, Rab. But tweet us and let us know: Should we keep the pun in, or should we let it go? And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta, <coughs> at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at WrestlingDaft at Gmail uh, look at me, I am glowing, I'm very clean shaved because I have received my latest accessories from the one and only Harry's. Uh, because I'll tell you a wee story about Harry's. I'll tell you what they've done, Rab. They, they, basically to ensure the quality products, Harry's bought a factory in Germany. Right? They've been making blades for over 100 years, can you believe that? The factory team has more than 600 engineers, designers, craftsmen and the chemists make Harry's products for the finest materials and ingredients. Now, all of this ensures a quality shave at a fair price, but what do you get with Harry's? That's the question. Harry's razors includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. It's a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip, and trimmer blade with rich lathering shave gel, which I just love. It's to die for. Travel blade cover, cover also included, and I'm telling you what, get started shaving with Harry's today, and you're going to get a wee trial set, a wee goodie bag, and it comes to your door. So a good way to support this podcast is to get your trial, uh, get it delivered to you. It includes a razor handle, it includes the cartridge, the shave gel, and a travel blade cover. All you need today is go to harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft right now. That's harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft now. Every week. We like to separate the good for the bad in the wrestling. The Godfather Part 1 for the Godfather Part 3, or the Godfather Part 2 for the Godfather Part 3, or the Godfather Part 2 for the Godfather Part 1. Depending Did you know what... did that last week? No, that's a new one. Oh, is it? Cool. Sorry. Grado, never ever question producer John. I know he's distracted tonight, I know he's like, he's wee arms rocketing up and down. Aye. He's distracted. Um, however... He's playing with his tootle. Playing with his tootle. Um, John, can you do like a radio presenter's voice? Like, w- let, let me hear you say, like, as if you're opening a radio show. I'm not a radio, but I'm a, just a producer. You've I'm... done it though. I know you've done it. Uh, you've definitely done the travel. No, I've, I've, I have done the travel. Right, do the travel. Do the travel. Do the travel. Do the travel. Right, do the travel, John. You're the travel. 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 Right. Okay. No, I want to say. I want to say. Travel daft. Right. This is travel daft. Travel man. 
Travel daft, man. Okay. Um, there you go. Got calls coming in uh, at the moment on the hotline. Uh, a set of ladders has went off on the MA near Junction 14. That's eastbound at Junction 14 on the MA. A set of ladders. Look out for that on the outside lane. Uh, moving on to the M80. Slow moving uh, Junction 2 due to a broken down vehicle. There we go. That's that's it. Beautiful. Gredo, that was what, all right, what, mate. what are you like doing it? Hey, what am I like? <clears throat> I've had a look at the cameras, looking all the... Let's again. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I would go straight off the road if I was listening to that. If I heard that, I would just go straight off into the back. See, so you make me nervous, right? <clears throat> yeah, okay. I've had a look at the cameras. It's looking no too bad. I've looked at the M8, M80, M77, M74. You're getting a good run in all of them. There's slow-moving traffic, however, in Crow Road. That's due to temporary traffic lights. Do take care if you're on approach to that area. Uh, reports of a broken-down vehicle. <sighs> See, I don't know. Beautiful. I'll try it now. There you go. Yeah. You're pretty the best at it. Oh, well, I don't Go know man. the names of the motorways. Yeah. I don't even know the names of the roads. Hey, look out coming up to the M8. Now there's a wee bit of action happening up here. Looks like there's a dog running about on the M8, so be careful when you're going past that wee dog. Hey, get your bus. a big one. It's a great day. And get your helmet out the windy and get a wee clap on the way by. If you can, if you're going at 10 mile an hour, hey, don't try it if you're going at 80. Right enough. Hey, at the 42 hey, the junction there, the ice cream van stopped. If anybody wants to get a, a wee wafer or a double nugget, Something like that. Mate, it's, you get that. See, that's why you should be. Like, see, this morning, I was reading, because I'm not meant to be doing the travel on the right, and I've had to do it. And this morning, I was going, there's a road closure here. It's from 8 o'clock at night until 6 o'clock in the morning. Do you take care if you're going to approach that? Area? And I was like, I was like, oh, that's for the 25th of March. Like, life went here, and I'm like, uh, right, that's for the 25th of March. Just take a wee note in your diary, 25th of March. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm horrific <laughs> at it. And I come off like a nerve with eyes, man. It's horrific, I hate doing it. But you know what? A pure try, like I really, really tried. You know that way? Like uh, I try and be like, do do remember there is a yellow warning in place for ice and snow? That is in place until tomorrow morning. <laughs> like a pure want to date good, but I can't. Mate, you, you'll get there. Uh, so anyway, let's see what we're burying putting over. I am burying, listen, I'm, I'm burying The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. You see, Alexa Bliss during her match, we ask her this uh, Monday Night Raw. In the middle of the match, she transformed into a dark version of herself, which just means it looks like she was going up the cat house instead of the garage. Um, she, and then she bent backwards in the corner like the Fiend does and gave Asuka a fright. Gave Asuka a fright, right? <laughs> gave Asuka a fucking fright, right? This wee fucking blonde lassie bending backwards in the corner. Um, and then... And then I don't know what happened at the end. At the end, she transformed back again. It's just it's a lot of shite. Oh, Wrap yeah. it. It's 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 no good. Aye. Garbage. It's a waste of Alexa Bliss is good. It's a waste of her. It's a fucking waste. It's as if you know how like it's as if these people that are fans of the fiend and stuff like that on Twitter and the kind of wanky stuff they wrote. It's almost as if the writers have went and read what some fans have written on Twitter and are like. We'll no do that. We'll make that happen. We'll, like it's terrible. It's the worst. It's just the worst. Aye. I don't even know what it's meant. To, who are we meant to be rooting for? Who's the goodie? Who's the face? Who's the heel? Who are we meant to root, be rooting for? What are we meant to be caring about here? What's the story? What is even the angle? What even is the angle here? So in the highlights, in the highlights, is the, the the lights are on, but then it skips and the lights are off. What happened there? The lights go off. Right. And then she's in different gear. Basically, they just stopped filming, and then she went off and get changed. Not and ask her just waited in the ring while that happened. I know we're meant to think like magically she turned into a fucking that it's just garbage. Oh, and then she's man. back to and then and then she's back to looking looking on with wee lassie. 
right, oh, fuck it's me, garbage. I'll tell you what else is garbage. All the stuff when she does her segments and she's in and she's swinging on the swing and all that, like she's a real ass and all that. Like, what the fuck is even, what the fuck are we even watching here? Right. What the fuck are we even watching? Uh, what is it meant to be? I don't know. Who's it? What is it playing into? I don't get it. Um, and what else can I say about it? How, how else do I hate it? I will say one thing. Um, she does a, what's the name of the finishing move? The uh, Abigail. Sisters Abigail. Fucking, she, she does that better than Bray Wyatt, does it? Right. Mm. Is, does. Uh, it's probably because she's moving weird people, but it's... Um, what's, what's going on here? Um, because... Oh, I mean, you go on the internet and you read shite every week. Raw was pish and all this, but it looked as if it really, really, really did take a, a fucking a hiding this week. Really, really did. What did you make of the Drew McIntyre segment? Uh, sorry, the, the Gilberg and, the, and the, the guy coming out in Irish accent. Um, in the year 2021, we're still doing the Gilberg joke. Mm-hmm. It's disgraceful. What are the right... I mean, what is going on? The boy was in intensive care two, years, two months ago and all. Who was? Gilbert? Gilbert was he? might have had a heart attack, man. You fucking burying him, man. Fucking Pierre Dwayne, man. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's it's like when they had the Legends show and then the Boogeyman was in somewhere getting somebody a fright again and all that. I'm just kind of like, it's let's get some new fucking ideas. <laughs> and it? It's every fucking, every uh, New Year's show or whatever, Raw show. Damn! And yep. Fuck me, man. Let's get some new fucking ideas, man. Well, the NWO the, the, comes back. I don't understand it because this is the WWE of this massive company, right? They've got shareholders. Um, and th- there can be no doubt that their ratings are fucking piss poor at the minute. And I don't understand why there's nobody there going, listen, we need to shake this up. We need to shake it up. And I'm 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 never one to be moaning about the product. Mm-hmm. As they say, I don't like doing it, but it's it's you can't ignore the fact that that three-hour raw show is fucking dreadful. Now, it's lot, terrible television. A lot of people have made comparisons to it being like WCW 2000, but fuck me, I'd well rather watch WCW 2000 and all that stuff, whether it's just because I was a winner and I loved it. However, some of that stuff that you see, man, these wee segments, and they, 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 get, they get you the boat, didn't they? With the talent that they've got, Exactly. On their roster, it's a disgrace how bad that show is. And it's all down to the production team, it's down to the writers, it's down to creative. It's not the fault of any of the workers out front. It's the fault of the people in the back. And it's and it's just disgraceful. And I don't believe for one, I know everybody goes, well, it's Vince's fault. Vince is an old man now. Vince is, I don't believe that for one second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that for one second. Um, Brian Gerwertz was tweeting... But he was saying, oh, so people, because I think he watched a wrestler go, I'm putting myself in the number. And he's like, what is that the deal now? Can they just say, I'm putting myself in the number? He says, is there a hundred donks? Donks? Donk, what do you call him? Donk the clown? Donk the clown? Donk. He says, is there, a, is there a donks out there sitting there? Donks I'm in the rumble. John's watching the new. There's a hundred donks. <laughs> and he's Pornhub. Right, anyway, let's see what the punters are saying. John wants to put all Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Great match. And he wants Hold on a put- minute. Yeah. What? I've been watching wrestling. All right, all right. You want to put something in? Fucks. Okay. You want to put her impact? Well, I'll tell you what. I want to put her... I've watched eight... So I never caught the the, the impact pay-per-view. I watched last week's uh, Dynasty, and I watched last last night's Impact, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, really did. Um, 
what can I say? I watched the, the the Brian Cage and what do you call the wee golf one? So I agree. Can I just rewind? Did you just go Dynasty? Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> oh, fuck. Dynamite. I, EW Dynamite. Dynasty. What the fuck? What am I getting out of Is that a tag team or something? No. Darby Allen, are you talking about? Darby Allen and Brian Cage was superb. I just feel like the. I don't know, just all the kind of undercard is hell of a lot better than the WWE stuff. I'm, I really am quite invested in a lot of the stuff. I really am. I, I'm a, um, I can't fucking remember them. Remember it now, but it was good. I would like to see Nick Aldis in the mix. He would be great there. He would be good. He would be good. See, this is annoying. I fucking watch this. I'm like, I'm watching this wrestling so I can talk about it in wrestling. Daft, I can't fucking remember off it. What happened? Oh, they make, they make Any a take good notes. They make a good mother, uh, brother stuff. Great, the good brother. mothers. Good mother, <laughs> good, good mother's on Dynasty. Is that what you're watching in Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love it. I love the Don Callis stuff. And oh, it's John. F- oh, yeah, I love the, the the Don Callis stuff. I love the that this week on Impact. Basically, Matt Hardy showed up on Impact. Um, with Private Party. Uh, yeah, the good What do you make of the Matt Hardy character as it is just now on AEW? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's been done before, you know what I mean? I've done before, it's been done before in wrestling. I don't mind it, I like it. So this, sometimes it goes a wee bit, you know, bringing up Carly every two minutes to try and be cool, bringing up wrestling terms and stuff like that. But, I, I mean, Matt looks as if he's, I mean, he hobbles about, he can't be in the greatest condition, so he's good enough to keep on TV. And I, I suppose it is entertaining. It was good to see him last night turning up on Impact. You think the fucking fallout they had years ago, between uh, him, I suppose it was him and Jarrett in the end up, but it was quite interesting to see. Well, that's, I'd, I'd never in a million years thought he'd end back up, back end up back there. Um, but I do see the only thing that I've noticed with the wrestling, right? And fuck, if I went back and and I watched off my stuff, I cringe at it and all, but it's the overacting of stuff sometimes. See the facials, I fucking promos, it fucking does man nothing. Do you know what I mean by that, Brad? Can what if do somebody's you think talking? Gone. Ken or that? Ken. John, what do you John, what do you think of the facials? <laughs> I love how this has turned into a running joke this week. Uh, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? And it's fucking some of this stuff's a bit and some some stuff in TNA that attempt in comedy, it's no funny. The AEW stuff actually they are quite funny. The inner circle are are, are very funny. Jericho, I Aye. think Jericho's funny. I think Sammy Guevara and MGF are very, very funny. Um There's a lot of funny in the Dark Order as well. The Dark Order, it's funny. It mm-hmm. really is funny. Um so I, I I mean the other night it's Wednesdays we record this. I'll be waking up tomorrow and the first thing I do when I come back for radio is watching AEW. I just think it's it's cool the way how there's so much going on, and I'm interested in quite a lot of it. The Brian Cage and Sting stuff, the uh, the, the the Miro and uh, Chuck Taylor stuff is quite interesting. The, the tag team, the revival are fucking shit hot. Here's a question: Who are you interested in the least? Who am I interested in the least in AEW? Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. I don't. I can't. I can't get into the Cody any anything. Cody Rhodes. Like coming out with the suit and being the boss and being a. I just think that's played out now. It's been a bit samey samey. It's it's no change for the for the very start of, the, of that show. Do you get what I mean? He's always coming out playing the kind of boss. We all know he's the boss and he's goody and all this and let things happen. I do like when he gives folk a chance and you get guys coming up for I like you know. Cody. I like Cody. No, I'm not saying I don't like him. I just think it's probably what I'm least interested in. It's no I don't like it, but it's just a bit kinda it's no I you feel it's doesn't just... he grab me. So I'm that's no that's no a kinda 
that's no anything on him. It's just what I'm probably interested in the least. It's probably it's a. Uh, I think for me, weirdly, I'm I'm not delighted with how um, John Moxley has. Oh, a hundred percent, mate. I agree with that as well. No internet, mate. He is too much. He is too much. See that swagger walking down to the ring, and I think he tries too hard to be what he was fifteen years ago in CZW. I think he's trying. Oh, but the thing is, I don't, trying I, too much to be out there. He, he, he kind, he kind of really, he kind of isn't even really quite like he was in in CCW back in the day. You know what I mean? He's kind of because then he had he had a wee bit more an outsider kind of thing, and now I, I kind of find it difficult to kind of grasp exactly what he's meant to be. You I, know what I mean? I'm kind of not sure what he's meant to be. A wee bit. Exactly, because if you 15 years ago, you know he's a down and out fucking guy that's smoking yep. fags backstage. Aye, the weird fucking guy that's kind of hanging about and I. I that just look there's a, that's the wee nuisance and the kind of anti fucking the anti what do you call that anti antichrist no antichrist but you know what I mean anti antihero kind of guy antihero or that kind of carry on which you can't really buy into the now because you know he's the top dog there so it's I I don't <laughs> you know and it's fucking in a but no that's top I'm fucking seeing the ring I don't nah that's nah see I don't like slagging other wrestlers man but just... <laughs> You're no slagging him off, though. You're just saying the, the thing that's he's doing just now is no your cup of tea because I really, you know, I think he's a really creative guy and I just, I think he's he's in a bit of a kind of know that interesting spot at the minute, you know what I mean? Aye. I would um, say. But Darby Allen, man, I never thought I'd like that boy. But there's something that's really interesting about that character, and you can argue Do you like Ricky about how he's no big. And, but you'd see the match you had with Brian Cage, man, there was... Plenty of psychology in that. It was superb. I loved it. Do you like Ricky Starks? Is this a guy that's uh, way Brian Cage? I don't. I've no. I've no seen enough of Ricky Starks, mate. To be honest with you. Okay, let's move on. Let's see what the punters are saying. So, like I say, John put off Cesaro versus uh, Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. <sighs> uh, I just kind of feel like we've. We see, you know, everybody's going. Oh, it looks like they're going to do something with Cesaro again. No, no, no. We've had that moment too many times. Um, the wee man, the wee man, uh, is this the actual wee man? It is the actual wee man. Um, from ICW. What was he says, the fact that we got to see grown-up Bernard the Elf with the Santa Claus with his ass crack hanging out the back of a kilt was a little bit of both. Um, that was Bernard the Elf with the Santa Claus who was playing Drew McIntyre in that skit bit. Um, Willie wants to bury Team Taz running away from Sting for the last five or six weeks. I get so, what he means by that. It yeah. is a bit played out because you think as well, it's like Sting is Sting's done nothing yet, and I, I get they don't want to overexpose the load weight, but there's you know there's only so many so many weeks that you can you want to see him batter somebody, don't you? I mean, he has got tore in with his, with his bat and all that, but I, I get what they mean. I get what he means. Yeah, well, he also wants to give props to SmackDown. He's enjoying SmackDown. Scott wants to bury me and you, Grado, for sucking up Goldberg's arse. He's not going to shag us. Cool. Scott says, well, you don't know that. And he wants to put over Mark Henry saying he's going to be out of Ryback when he sees him. Uh, and the lad in the Rey Mysterio mask protesting that Pataudry holding up a Time's Up mechanist banner. <laughs> uh, Nick wants to bury, even though it's hilarious, bury Randy Orton's ridiculous El Santo mask for Raw, what a load of shite. <laughs> and he wants to put over the documentary You Cannot Kill David Arquette. One of the best wrestling documentaries he's seen in forever. Sure. Uh, Brett the Hookman Hart wants to put over Taz asking Excalibur if he's ever played the skin flute on AEW Dark. 
And he wants to bury Tony can be in an on-screen presence on impact and sending Jerry Lynn to help private party beat Chris Sabin and Jim Storm. Stay off of telly, mate. Why should they stay off of telly? He's fucking putting all the money in. You how about you fucking stay off the telly? Mate. I, I, I quite like Tony Khan on the on the wee adverts. This guy's fucking paying for all this and you're saying you get a cheek. <laughs> The guy's paying for it all and you get a cheek to fucking tell him fucking stay off that, mate. He could fucking make you sell the fucking champ if he wanted to. He's fucking paying for it all. He's fucking bought every cunt's fucking clays. He's bought every belt. He's bought the fucking ring. That guy's going, stay off my show, mate. That's so funny. This guy's paying for all this. He's fucking paying for it. Imagine me ordering a fucking takeaway and then a delivery guy bringing it and going, don't you be eating that, mate. Don't you be fucking eating that takeaway. <laughs> That's so funny, mate. Uh, I actually quite like it. Bronze Cello wants to put her big shaman in his NXT UK debut. And this weekend's Impact pay-per-view, Hard to Kill. And he wants to bury NXT originally calling Shah Ed Harvey. That Aye. had to be an inside joke, surely. Can Grado smarten us up? Well, I, I think... I, I mean, I know who, I know whose idea it was. <clears throat> I'm fair to say in case uh, he gives me any trouble. Well, I think it was... I think I should say, I don't know. Was it Abyss, Grado? No, but Abyss contacted me the other night. Oh, did he? I says, how's it going? This is not too bad. Just driving to the radio. But um, the, the the idea for Shahink was um, for one of the top, like the highest guy in NXT. And I thought that's cool that they're taking the time to was it work on something like that. Was it what? Regal? It was JB, was it? No, no, wasn't was it? Was it Regal? No. Was it HBK? No comment. <laughs> um, Scott wants to put over AJ Styles bouncing ricochet after ropes and catching him in the Styles clash highlight of what was another terrible episode of Raw and wants to bury Randy Orton wearing that mask it's hard to believe how much WWE have ruined his character for where it was after his feud with Edge to where it is now right I need to be I need to agree there Scott and I need to say Randy Orton was fantastic again during that Edge period Randy Orton is a scary guy and he's in right Aye. you don't have to have him Getting involved in fucking setting people on fire, killing people, wheel asses, firing fireballs into his face, uh, and fucking wearing mad masks, creeping about in the dark, turning the lights off, wearing night vision goggles and that. What the fuck is going on? That guy himself, with his eyes and his face and his height and his body and how he can wrestle and all that is fucking scary enough. He's got the look of a villain about him. You don't need to be doing all this. I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't get that because it was a fucking... It was a sparkler you get for the shops at fucking Halloween, and it wasn't. He? And he's got all the, the red paint to make it look as if his face is burnt. I, I, I just again, and what and why? Why? What's the reason for him being setting fire? Or was it not to stop him from getting in the Royal Rumble? <laughs> Who is this for? This again. I'm going to come back to this. Who is this fucking for? Hmm. See, see this Alexa Bliss character who is fucking possessed by the fiend or whatever, right? Who is meant to be interested in that? Is a grown man my age, a fucking 44 almost year old man, meant to be interested in it? No. You say, Rab, it's not for you, right? Who's it for then? Is it for a 28 year old fucking guy? Is it for, is it for a, is it for a 12 year old boy? No. A 12 year old boy's wanting to go, hey, mommy, it's uh, Alexa Bliss says she's possessed by the fiend and she's firing the fireballs and she bent backwards and gave a fright and then the lights went off and then mm. I changed into a new costume. It's, what the fuck? Who's it for? I don't know what you're getting about. The wrestling's been shite for years. <laughs> a husband. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's now the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a running. Come on and ask Gary what he thought about Hard to Kill at the weekend. Good luck if you didn't watch it. Or ask me for some cheats on computer games. People that haven't used cheats in computer games for the 20 years. That's gone up. No, sorry. Um, so... Okay, let's see what Neil has got to say for himself. Neil is coming on. What's his surname? We don't know. We're going to find out. Neil Logan, it looks like. Neil Hulk Logan is coming on. Lulk Logan. Hulk Logan. How's it going? There he is. It's Neil Logan. How are you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm not bad, guys. Yourself? I'm good. What's, what's on your shelves, mate? Uh, you'll be into it, mate. It's uh, all my, my board game collection. And that. Oh, yes, brother. Right, we'll pull one out and show me one. Pull one out. Uh, Pull one out. I'm a board game, I mean, mate. But I'm a board game, mate, just I, before you. John, you can do. John's up there with his tadger out, so. My favourite one, which is quite a big one, uh, Claustrophobia. Claustrophobia, so, mate. Belter. That's your favourite board game of them all? Uh, sorry? Yeah, that's your favourite board game? Uh, aye, aye, I quite enjoy it. Just a nice two-person dun- dungeon crawler hanger. How do you, what with these day? <laughs> well, I don't get it. So what, do you tell him, Neil, tell him about claustrophobia. How do you play that? Uh, claustrophobia, that's uh, it's a two-person dungeon crawler, which is uh, basically you're exploring a map, you're laying out tiles exploring the map, and you're, one person's playing a demon player who's trying to attack you, and you're playing the, the human players that are trying to find their way out the, the dungeon, basically. You do this in a fucking build? There's <laughs> 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 a bunch of tiles that you lay down, eh? so like, you right, build the map right. as you go. Do you like chess? Uh, I've played it a bit, but it's it's, uh, it's not the best. Like, have you seen the Queen's Gambit? Nah, I've not watched it. I've keep talking about it, but I've not watched it. Ah, it's a bit chess. You seen it, John? No. I've, I've, the wife watched it. It was very, very good. Did you Did you get to the end? I'm in like series five, and it's taken a wee bit of a kind of a dip, but it's all right. No, 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 she really enjoyed it. I think the ending's really, really good. Right. Okay. Cookies. Aye. Right. Okay. What's that? Looks like he's digging at his board games. I think Rab's went. Oh, is he getting his fucking his haunted fucking set of Connect Four? <laughs> there's a, I know you like your documentaries, Gredo. There's a good one called Alpha Go, which is about like AI teaching AI to play board games and stuff like that. Really? Oh, mate. Is that National <laughs> Geographic? No. Uh, I, no, I was on Netflix. It's oh, like, there you look go. Look at that. It's brilliant. Quarterphobia, gang. <laughs> the Quarterphobia crew. I might hold mine up at the same time. Uh, let's do it. Let's be them up. We're both holding up our claustrophobia. I'll copy the claustrophobia. Uh, you could give them that. Good game. Good game, mate. What's just one of them set you back? Oh, uh, that's quite an expensive one to be fair. Oh, is it? Uh, probably about a hundred quid or something. It's first edition, and all, mate. It's first edition. As I, I've got, I've got the new one as well. Get the, the new uh, one, eh? Sixteen sixty-four or yep. whatever it's called. I could feel pleased. It's harmless, all right. <laughs> Wait, it's harmless. Fucking shut up. What have you got in your shelves, Grado? It's not uh, himself. That's his ego. On that shelf. Yeah, I've got the Alain C. Smith autobiography. Have um, you actually? Yeah. I've got uh, Hardcore Holly's autobiography. Have I, let me see what, let me see what I bought you Christmas, hey. You know that, no, in fact, you know that, um, this as well. You know, you know how that fancy hotel in London, Claridge's? Hi. I've got a fucking, a book about Claridge's, the hotel. <laughs> it's got all the kind of, all the recipes and how they make the toast and 
how they make the tea and all that. That's, that's pretty actually cool, actually. Good. That's pretty cool. I'll just slag it off. But actually, look at this, what I've got. Really. And I've got this, the 97 and the 93 edition. It's all the... So there's Observer Notes for 97. Look, it's ah. thick. It's actually really kind of interesting. So I've got that there at Christmas time. I never got it for my Christmas, but um, I bought it. Who wrote, who wrote that? The Wrestling Observer Notes? Uh, was it known probably Melson, huh? The guy you were like totally slagging off last week <laughs> on the show. No, I never slagged. The him. guy you were like, don't listen to him. He's their dirt sheets trash. You're sitting there with your big fucking collected anthology on your. I've got a fucking forty-five pound it goes for two. So Neil, uh, so what's your story, man? What do you do for a living, and uh, how have you been navigating this unprecedented pandemic? It's not really unprecedented. It's the Aye, um, I'm a software developer. Uh, but a web developer just now, so uh, my pandemic's been fine. Working for him, <laughs> not been too bad. I'm quite enjoying it. <laughs> quite enjoying working for him, not having to go that much. Do you think you'll have to? Do you think you'll always be able to work for for him now, or will you have to go back once this is all done with? Do you think? No, they're talking about like changing stuff here. Like they've seen us worked pretty well, so uh, they're quite happy with the folk working for him. I think what have you office for some stuff and that, but yeah. What, 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 what have you designed? Have you designed any apps? Uh, nah, so the thing that like I'm doing just now isn't actually great for the pandemic. So I'm not guaranteed a job just for doing software because I work for a, a company that does like restaurant stuff. So obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not many restaurants open just now. Yeah. Uh, company, company called Res Diary. They're like uh, just uh, if you've ever booked a restaurant in Glasgow, aye. you've probably used yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I have used it. Aye. aye. Did you make that? I've made bits of it. Aye. Fucking hell, mate! Take a bow. <laughs> well, I mean, it was quite established by the time I joined. Eh? They're quite an old company, so I've never no, ever used that. But it's, it's quite often you talk to somebody that they kind of web development things and stuff like that, and they've never done it, and you've even heard it. It's you know, it's stuff that it's like you know, it's stuff that's away behind the scenes. You don't know. It's very, very rare that you talk to somebody where it's something you've actually used regularly. Aye. Yeah, it's mad. Aye. The most, the most common comment that I get is, uh, "How how is that a full time job?" Once you make the websites, they're not just done. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Constantly updated stuff. Like, oh, aye, brab. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> not like that. No, no. Web tech. Oh, I no, no. script and HTML and all that. <laughs> I've used I've used that reservation service, uh, that web reservation application, many, many times. Uh, so it's quite exciting meeting somebody that's saying. It must be. I must feel the way John would feel if we met the person that put together Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't, no, it's not oh, for fuck's sake. What is it, Gredo? Lovingston are resting seven of their players for the weekend. Fuck's sake. Yeah. So, Neil, uh, what questions have you got for us? What dynamite questions have you got for uh, so the I've boys no, tonight? I've not got a question as such, but like the, apparently this is the most depressing week of the year, or traditionally, maybe not this year, because this year's a bit different. But It was Blue Monday and Monday. Mm-hmm. Aye, all that nonsense. Oh, we didn't know so... about that for the radio, Grado. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. What, what, were you, what were you asking for? Uh, tell us your uh, happy thoughts on uh, Blue Monday. Give us your happy <laughs> thoughts. Well, well, actually, no, well, we cannot now, because we are the number one radio breakfast show in Glasgow in the West. Um, we actually got somebody to come on and tell us a wee story about how um, this woman's more forgot her purse at the checkout and somebody behind paid it for her. And then because the guy went out to chase her to pay it, somebody else paid his message, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Fun all round. Good well, bit of good news for same, Blue same, Monday. Same idea. Right? On, the, on the back of your story last week as well, Rab, about like forking in that, just any other happy stories that folk uh, you've got, like, I don't know, wrestlers, that'd be nice to agree to or anything happy like that. Like, just happy something, something positive. 
Right, right, okay. i tell you one that kind of popped up in my head the other day. It was when Cody Rhodes first uh, came away from the WWE, right? Come on to the Indies. And I was in a show in New Jersey and I had never met Cody Rhodes before. And he was kind of he was kind of set in a separate dressing room ways because Ric Flair was there. And you know, Ric Flair is like fucking, it'll be pals with Dusty and all that. They had done an autograph session together that day. So Cody was kind of still in that. He's a top dog. He's in his own locker room. And he came up to me um, with a, a bottle of whiskey and a wee shot glass, right? I was, it was after our match and he came up to me and he, and he says, listen, I've, uh, I've spoke to Kurt Angle and I was telling him I was on this show at the weekend and I, I mentioned you were on the show. And Kurt Angle says, Grado's a man. He's a top dog. He goes, great entertainer. He'll see you right. So I just thought I'd come up to you and shake your hands and say how you doing and you want a wee a wee shot of whiskey. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. Done that and then he, he was at Impact a couple of weeks later. And he only done like a couple of shots, but he came in before he went to Impact, he kinda of sent me a DM going, What's this what's what's the crack with Impact? How does it work? What happens? And I was like, Look, mate, I'll I'll get you at the gate. <laughs> No, no thing with that but like you're like I'll kind of show you a bit and stuff like that and so we, we showed each other a bit and uh, sorry I showed him a bit TNA and he was just a lovely really nice guy to me and it was just sort of cut angle saying Gredo's a really nice guy and that kind of made me feel really good so obviously I was a wee bit kind of cut up the other day when I seen it Cody Rhodes unfold <laughs> <laughs> is that why you buried him tonight <laughs> You know what I mean? Wow, fucking! And remember, he had a booking in, in Glasgow, and he seen all the pantomimes. He was wrestling for SW. I was at pantomime, and he'd, he'd taken a picture of like the panto stuff. Like he'd seen a panto poster, and he'd DM me going, "Oh, they, uh, you know, I hear that he was going. What was he was saying? I can't remember the show it was in. It was like the Wizard of Never Was and all that. And he was kind of noising me up, and I'd be about uh, uh, chuckling back and forth. Friendly and banter. Fucking unfold me, man. Well, thanks for that happy story, Gredo. <laughs> Was that a good story? I don't know. Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about the time uh, I was doing a telly show and we wanted, we we came up, we were doing a show called Video Guiding at the time. It was a computer game show. And uh, we wanted to do a bit about creating a time capsule, like burying all these great games and stuff like that for future generations to find. And we thought, how great would it be to get a, an ex Doctor Who, like one of the doctors? own it and so we go Colin Baker um, me and Ryan are always a big fan of Colin Baker's stint as the doctor so we were like we just we just ask him we didn't have any money really we like we just ask him see if he would do it um, and he agreed he agreed to do it and it was like such a big surprise we were also we were very excited to to get him because it really wasn't a lot of money he was doing it for. And we were like, oh my God, what was he going to wear? Well, the producer, what was he going to wear? And then he got back in touch and he was like, do you want me to bring the costume as well? And I was like, oh my God, I He says, okay, I could bring the costume and then it would be like, it would almost be like canon. It would be like real. It would be like the real Doctor because it's a BBC show and stuff like that. So suddenly the whole bit had transformed into this is the, this is the actual Doctor. It's no like Colin Baker. It's like we didn't refer to him as Colin Baker, we referred to him as the Doctor, and he was there in his full gear and stuff like that. And we were super intimidated because we were going, these old English actor guys for back in the day are going to be, you know, he, Colin Baker was very theatrical and stuff like that as well in Doctor Who, and we kind of thought, this guy's maybe going to be like, you know, I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? 
fully sell and no really up for it and stuff like that. And we'd, we were, we filmed it, I'm pretty sure, and I think it might have been Clydebank Town Hall. Might have been Clydebank Town Hall. Um, and we had a load of burlesque dancers and it was just like mental looking. And he came in and he was just, he was the sweetest guy we'd ever met. He was so kind and he was he was t talking to us and he was telling stories to us about the, the old Doctor Who days and what he does on the um, convention tours and he was talking about his family and he was just like, and we, we'd had like a bunch of guests on the show and none of them had been as nice as him. He was like the nicest guy we ever had on it. I had the script, he had like, he was ad living coming up with his own stuff and all that and it was the best. And I remember we were just kind of sitting, watching him and kind of going, man, that's the way you be. Like, you don't have to be like, you know, like a Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could just be this lovely, um, generous guy. But, it's uh, just, but, it is, but you're right, but because there's a guy, Doctor Who, and he's going out his way to do that for you. You sometimes find that, do you know, Hank, like like the the mere experience of HUD, the bigger the name, they, are, they couldn't be nicer to you, by the way. It's like I remember doing it when I first started doing the Ingredo videos. And I wanted Robert the Robot to be in my video, the guy that walked about Glasgow in the robot uniform and today's dance, to do the dance. Mm -hmm. And I messaged him and I was like, look, I, I talk about you in my, my promos. I'm like, Robert the Robot, I can't remember what I said about him. I was like, can you be in my video? And he was like, I never met him at £50. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking paid him that £50, man. Doing Lark's fucking show front, me and Robert the Robot, filming something on my phone, man. I'm like, it's 10, 20, 30, 40. <laughs> Well, that's a thing. And Colin Baker didn't have to do any of this stuff, but I think it was a thing he was talking about as well. But like, he says, when you've been, when you when you've played the Doctor, you've got a responsibility to young fans, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't stop once the young fans are adults. You know what I mean? It's like it's got to be a kind of lifelong thing, which was sweet. So he kind of says to us basically that it was like, you know, because you were fans of the show when you were wee guys, and watched me when we were wee guys, I've still got a responsibility to kind of like. Be the doctor for his mm. very sweet, very sweet man, nice, very lovely man. There you go, that's a nice story, isn't it? Oh, that was, a, that nice was story. a nice story, mate. That was heartwarming, man. I preferred Robbie the Robot story. And the <laughs> Colin Baker and Robbie the Robot. I just, I just had flashbacks, Grady, of the that's just 10. That's just 10. <laughs> just, just 10. <laughs> <laughs> I need to fucking be done. Hornswoggle messaged me the other week saying that out of the blue. Just 10. Fucking best story ever, man. Out in the fucking high street getting stoked for a selfie. Just 10. Lovely <laughs> <laughs> robots charged 150 quid. <laughs> what age was he, Gredo? Who? Robbie the robot when you worked to him. Robert the robot. Ah, he was about maybe in his late 40s, possibly. But there was a room, I, I'm, I'm feet in case he's dead now. Um, right, baby. What about, how much do you think the boy who plays the drums to techno music, the old boy that plays the drums to techno music, how much do you think he'd cost? Oh, you would, you would need to ask the wee man for that. He's worked with the wee man, hasn't he? Oh, has he worked with the wee man? Well, I'm sure he's been in the wee man's videos. What's his name again? No, you're thinking of a different guy. You're thinking of the, the guy that does the, the mad kind of dancing. You're right, um, The earphones aye. on. John's aye, talking right. about... The old guy that plays the drums and the wee cats dance. Ah, uh, just outside Signal Centre. Aye. Yeah. We'll find out. He's a good cameo. You know they're no real cats. <laughs> they're like kid on, they're kid on cats. That's a work. That's his, the last time I saw him, I was like, are they shoot cats, mate? He was like, what? He says, are they shoot cats? And he was pure kayfabe, and he was like, I don't know what you mean by shoot. I don't know what that means. I... <laughs> 
Well, Neil, thanks so much for coming on. That was a good laugh. It was good. Aye, oh, cheers, cheers for the stories, have guys. A, eh? Thanks very so much. Blather and a, keep going with a board game. And I keep stay safe. You know, <laughs> stay in. Keep just just maybe yes. Stay safe. Stay home. Protect the NHS. Save lives, <laughs> Neil. All right. Okay. I love it. I'm, I'm anti-social anyway. I love staying inside. Beautiful. Right. Suits us. Right, man. Thanks a lot. Right. Speak soon. <laughs> see you later, pal. All the best, mate. All the best. Hope we see you in the next Patreon pay-per-view party for the uh, Rumble. I'll see you for the Rumble, mate. Aye. Nice see one, mate. See right. you later, pal. Cheers, buddy. Bye now. You just made the list! Every week we run down a chart on our list of wrestling daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Randy Orton is on fire, quite literally, at the moment. So we thought we would uh, put up Randy Orton's greatest moments against the strangest moments in wrestling after that fireball attack last week. And with 82% of the vote, it was the strangest things in wrestling that won it. Uh, so here's my top three strangest things ever to happen in professional wrestling. At number three, it is a Robocop and WCW. <laughs> Uh, I believe I haven't double checked this, but it was definitely a match Sting was involved in, um, and Sting ended up Sting ended up locked in a cage. I'm pretty sure, uh, and Robocop came down to gee, as we like to call it, honors. Uh, just walked in. Robocop walked. Actual Robocop walked in, pulled the pulled the cage apart, let Sting out, uh, and it was mental. And I was thinking to myself, I remember when I was a wee guy seeing this going, if he's helping Sting that much, why is he not just pull his gun out and shoot? Like why is he not shoot? shoot the baddies instead of just like opening oh, why is he still sticking to the rules of wrestling when they could just be anyway so number three strange for me was Robocop number two is again WCW and it was when Chucky came for Rick Steiner <laughs> Chucky aye I didn't remember that and this went on for weeks aye Chucky was like appearing in the crowd Nora and and he was speaking he was going Rick Steiner and it was the weirdest thing. I was like, A, why is Chucky here? And B, why fucking Rick Steiner? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, of all, the, of all the guys, you're going to go, like, see if you're, you're, you're in the back, you're in creative at WCW and you're going, listen, why do you do a thing with Chucky? With Chucky, the fucking doll, the, the possessed evil doll, aye. We're going to have him go after somebody. Right, we could get him to go after the Nitro Girls and stuff and it would be like proper lying me. No, how about Rick Steiner? The guy that could fucking battle like almost everybody in the roster will have Chucky go after Rick. Rick Steiner could just fucking pull Chucky apart, man. Um, the same site I'm reading about the Chucky thing. Chuck Norris refereed a fucking Undertaker match. I don't have any memory of that. I mean, that's no strange though, I don't know. That's like acceptable. That seems acceptable to me. I'm going to move on to my number one, mate. Right. Oh. My number one is in Hustle, Japan. And I've spoken about this before in here. Uh, Great Muta had a match with Yinling, the erotic terrorist. And uh, at the end of the match, Great Muta uh, grabbed Yinling, the erotic terrorist, and uh, spat his green mist uh, in her vagina. And then Yinling got pregnant because of Muta's great green mist. And she laid a giant egg. And uh, a wrestler called Giant Bono came out of this uh, this giant egg, this big giant wrestler, hatched out of this egg, and Yinling, the erotic terrorist, was his ma, and uh, Great Muta was his da, uh, because he inseminated Yinling with his green mist that he spread for his mouth into her. 
private parts. So if anybody can anything stranger than that that happened in wrestling, <laughs> good luck to you. Hustle again, Hustle Japan, my favourite promotion of all time. Uh, my favourite, I would just, I just want to, if I was ever to run a wrestling promotion, I've said that a million times, it would just basically be Hustle Scotland. I would love to just get the rights. I would just love to try and find out if I can just call it Hustle and just, it would be great. Uh, I think one of the most, I don't know if it's strange, but remember the Lassie and Indies that took out her fucking tampon <laughs> and shoved it down the, the, the Lassie she was wrestling's throat? Do you remember that? Was it uh, that was recently. That was like last year, right? Was it? Uh, I'm watching the video. The new. Oh fuck! I need to turn that off, man. That's horrific. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't. That's that's to me. That's that's just. But that was a walk, though, mate, wasn't it? Was it? Jake, it was just uh, tomato sauce. I was there. I was like, was that a shoot tampon? I was shooting. <laughs> Is that a shoot? <laughs> right. So uh, let's see what the punters have got to say. Chris says it's got to be when take a locked warrior in the coffin, freak mute as a child. Especially the claw marks in the coffin for Warrior trying to escape. Jonathan says Gene Snitsky punting a baby into the crowd. Uh, Paul says after Lita's retirement match against Mickey James at Survivor Series 06, Crime Time came out and sold all stuff. BBL mm. was wanting to buy her underwear and asking if he could get a sniff before he bought them. And then they sold a sex toy to the crowd. Lita was screaming, You wonder why I'm leaving? I was certainly aimed at Vince and the booking team. You want to get that in the PG era? Uh, I can't remember. Remember the time it was it was, was it in the Rumble hiding right with Michael Cole? Did he not have Michael Cole up against a door? And he was breathing down his neck. Was it? Was it? Was it Michael? Was it Michael Cole? But these are like these. Without I would almost see some of these suggestions so far are like offensive things in re wrestling. They're not really. I wouldn't say they're particularly strange. Although this one is. Scott says the Katie Vick storyline. As if Triple H out in Kane is a necrophiliac and then shown as somebody wearing a Triple H mask in hospital having objects removed for his arse wasn't bad enough. Ben's <laughs> <laughs> thought he'd thrown a segment where Triple H has sex with the dead body of Katie Vick in a casket at an actual funeral home <laughs> and then say to the dead body, I just screwed your brains out. That was a low point. Um, Alan says Big Boss Man being hung at WrestleMania 15. Mick says Triple H being dropped from a crane in a car from about 30 feet then rocking up on Raw a week later with a bandage on his head. Uh, Gordon says Ethan Page versus Karate Man at last week's Impact Hard to Kill and there's Totaki Falafel with Robocop saving Sting always that Willie says Booker T running away for the Boogeyman and ending up walking in on Snitsky sucking on Mae Young's toes <laughs> Chris says Giant versus Hulk Hogan monster truck fight on a roof ended with Giant being thrown off a roof then no selling it two hours later special mention to the Cactus Jack Amnesia story which was appalling and Davey says the Mark Henry transvestite blowjob uh, Cal also says Vince McMahon's new face is a strange <laughs> thing in wrestling. Don't know what's going on with Vince McMahon's face, really. Is it is that is it just old age or has he had work? Do you think he's got off a nah? I I don't think he's had work. Do you? Oh, it's Vince just... has had a lot of work. Jesus Christ! Do you think so? Oh God, I look at his face. Right, it's really scary looking. Actually, see if you if you take it and you go on the first result, it is. It's really quite disturbing, isn't it? Oh, aye. I mean, look, I mean, the latest pictures, he, he's had a lot of work done. A lot of work. It's Dolly Parton-esque, I would say. He's had, like, like, facelift. Are you saying Dolly Parton's had a lot of work? <laughs> like, Hold I, on, let's get you on record here, John. Are you saying Dolly Parton's had a lot of work? Yes, I am saying Dolly Parton's had a lot of work. John, is it no just that he's getting to be an old guy? No, look at his face. And some wrestling fans can't accept that. Like, I always go to laugh at some folk when they see a... A guy that done a shoot interview and, and it's 20 years later and he looks like a bag of shite and you think, well, fuck, everybody's... A... 
It happens to everybody. Do you know what I mean? No, but you grow gracefully. He's had loads of work done. Janky keeps getting the week. See, he's got one of the kind of arse chins like my mate Alan. Janky gets that kind of topped up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you think that's real? The arse chin. Wait, what? Like, I've got an arse. I've got a, what, like a dimple like a. Aye. Don't you kind of see because I've got hair here. Oh, you see, you do, mate. You do. Mm. Oh, fucking hell. Did they ever call you arse chin at school or anything like that? No, no, until now, mate. It's slagging. Right, slagging has just been invented today for me, thanks. So, <laughs> yeah, they called Florence Nightingale at school. She was, and I was never used to bother me because Florence oh, was actually a, a nurse who saved a lot of lives uh, during the war. Um, <laughs> you get called Florence Nightingale at school. Aye, uh, so that uh, <laughs> fucking Florence Nightingale all there. <laughs> yeah, brilliant old that. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's funny, man. It's like fucking Nam for a grab right here. It's like it's like fucking. You can just imagine somebody if they went to school with sitting turning on Bernison for the first time and going, "That's fucking Florence Nightingale." <laughs> you seen Florence Nightingale? He's got the same program in the fucking beep. Fucking bastards. <laughs> Woo! Uh, no, I want to tell you here about this uh, wrestling daft merch that we've got. I want to tell you specifically what John has written on these notes here. Oh fuck! I'm no, I'm no. No, John, don't get say this, anything. John, John, right. This is what John's prepped for me here. Christmas is not far away, so why not buy the loved one in your life a wrestling daft t-shirt? I know we have brand new designs, including the Marcus here. We we'll pick the wrestling daft belt. Wrestling's kid on my favourite one. And the mortal quote for the mortal Hulk Hogan: "Great Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks without a life. I don't know it's a work when you work a work and work yourself in a shoot marks on a t-shirt. Not only that, we get hoodies, face masks, phone covers, trucker caps, bum bags, aprons at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft, and you'll find all our other designs: Alexa, who's Grim, Steve, Liam, Mark, Crud, Chips, Cheese, and Donnie. I'm a wrestler today. Check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now, or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft." Hell of a show tonight, eh, Gredo? I was, I've been feeling a bit sick uh, the day with the old um, eating too much before my match, mate, so you know these things are. You know, I, uh, I ran into Cody Rhodes backstage here um, mm-hmm. just before the show and he was he came up to me and said he'd had a word with in the world with Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle just said that I was like a decent guy, I'd sort him out and stuff like that. I'd have done a couple of shots with him. I was like, mm-hmm. why have a wee shot with Grado on it as well? I was like, nah. Uh, well, uh, we've kind of had a fun, it must be, he's kind of unfolding to it, so You know, it makes me think, like, I don't, I try not to drink even after my matches, you know what I mean? I'm trying to stay after the drink a wee bit, you know what I mean? Because oh. I, I've got to tell you something. That, see, years ago, right, I used to drink quite a lot, man. And years ago, I was on the way home for the pub. Oh, no, I just swing a beer at you. Yeah, can you pass me that coffee? There you go, mate. He's a lad. There you go. Um, aye, so we're messing about. I was steaming and we're messing about and trying to push each other about, push each other into gardens through the hedges and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Only said, normally I would say gardens, but that's, you know, I'm going to try to clean up for you, mate. Um, try to push him into a garden and all that, like you do when you're, when you're steaming, you know, that daft stuff. Aye. And then I ended up slipping, right, and fell doing on this embankment right and when I stood up I was covered in dog shite I just slid through all this dog shite right my mm. mate couldn't stop laughing man and then I, I had to I had to plead with him I was like ah, just let me into the house because we're going to a house right we're just going to a house to just kind of hang out and have a few drinks and that right and they were like I'm not, I'm not letting you in we're covered in shite like that right 
because I had to fucking strip all my clays off at the front door, Grado, and, and mm. put them all, all my clays in a bin bag. They gave us a bin bag out. They were like, get all that fucking stinking clays off, right? So, you know, I had to put them all in a bin bag. The next day, mate, I had to convince my ma, right, when I came home, that I hadn't shat myself when I was out, because I came home with my clays in a bin bag covered in shit, right? Stinking shit. So, anyway, that was it. Story, mate, right? I think I was out, I was out of fear, right? Headed to work on the Monday. Went to plug my headphones into my phone, right? Nate uh-huh. sound was coming through. I was like, what the fuck's going on here, right? Then they put two and two together. I arranged an appointment at a genius bar, and, and this was in Glasgow, right, back in the day. So I went, I says, I mean, something rang with my phone here, I just can't, can't, get, a, can't get any sound out of it, right? And the guy had a look. <laughs> he says to me, it's probably something simple, mate, I'll just have a look here and had a look at the phone, right? It was just what it looked like, it was like a wee periscope, right? And he fucking looked down at the headphone socket and he says, Man, this appears to be an issue, mate. It's, clo- <laughs> it's clogged up. He says to me, he says, it looks like biscuit or chocolate. <laughs> it was at this point, mate, right? my, my heart just sank. I had to sit for five uncomfortable minutes, mate, right? With a guy spraying air into my phone to push, to push out wee bits of dog's shit. Worrying that he thought I was some sort of deviant or something, mate, that puts his phone up his arse for pleasure, know what I mean? Mortifying experience, I couldn't go to the shop. Quick enough, mate. Oh, oh. glad I never told Cody that one, and I hear something here for some food. That's a fucking belter. Who sent that one, John? Who sent that, was that one? That was the best one, yeah. Is that the best? Oh god, I don't know if it last week that was from. Let me just get up the e. That was funny, man. That happened to me in fucking England. I was I done a shite in Waterstones. Remember Waterstones? Mm. And my phone dropped into the, my, my toilet. I was doing a shite, and as I was going up to fucking England, my phone fell in, and there was shite all in it. And I fucking and I tain it to fucking phones for you to see if the guy would fix it, and he tain it through the back and come back and went, I can't fix that. <laughs> I was like, cool, man. I wasn't giving a fuck. I didn't think he would notice. They obviously, that's what they did. They obviously must poke in a bit. They went, that can't be fixed. <laughs> Who was it, John? That was from Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson? Popular. <laughs> yes. um, big thanks to Duncan Ferguson for that road story. That was a belter. That's my favourite, actually, of the lot so far. Um, very... Very good. I, I love the bits, man. The road story that's bits. That's the best, man. That's the best. I love the bits. Hey, if you have a wrestling daft road story, it doesn't have to be anything to do with wrestling, just a funny story about your life that's going to pop the boys. Drop us a DM on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or get in touch on the Facebook page. Uh, so we have to pick, I believe, a listener of the week. I go for that story, mate. I go for Duncan Ferguson. I Let's go for get to Duncan dunk. Ferguson. Let's get to Big Dunk. Uh, thanks for that road story. That was a belter. It made us laugh. Uh, so what have you got coming up this week, Grado? What have I got coming up this week? Just mere radio, mere radio. Um, I don't really have much, no plans. Obviously I've got a beer machine, so I've been getting torn into that. I've got a beer machine on the way that I've accidentally ordered by accident, or won an auction on eBay, so I'm trying to get that part. Um It doesn't seem as if there's much in the cares, mate, what you're saying? Uh, I'll be I'm taking it easy, there's not that much in the cares here either. Um, uh, I'm going to watch AEW, I'm going to watch that. Um, definitely get that soon too. What about you, John? What are you doing? Watching porn. <laughs> 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 I'll be road now, Grado. I'll be road now. <laughs> I'll be 
Zero. It's yourself. It's yourself. Eleven. Eleven. Audio Frontier. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders—from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.